Well, Merry Christmas, boys and girls. Thanks for coming down here and joining me. I asked Chet, our music director, to have you come down today because when I was a little boy, um, I had a pastor who would always invite us down and he would have the kids come down to the stage and he was a ventriloquist. Do you guys know what a ventriloquist is? Yeah. Somebody that holds on to a puppet and makes it talk and makes their mouth move, um, but not their own mouth. And he would tell us stories about Jesus. So I always loved that as a boy. And I was hoping that we could do that here, except I'm not a ventriloquist and I don't have any puppets with me. So I apologize for that. So I'm nothing like him, actually. I just wanted everybody to come down. Uh, So some of you may know me. uh, Some may not. Most people know me as Rob um, or Dad, in the case of you guys. Uh, But you can call me uh, Rob if you want. You can call me Robert. You can call me Roberto, Robbie, Bob, Bert. Bobby, Bobbert, Bob Robert, Bert, Beto, Mr. Rob, Mr. Grindy, Coach Grindy, Coach Rob, Grindy, Grinders, Grinders, Grindizi, Grindog, or just Rob, if that's too much to remember. Okay. That's a lot of different names, and I wanted to tell you about someone else tonight who had a lot of different names. Uh, let me give you a couple of them, see if you recognize any of them, okay? Vinotsman, Hote Osho, for those that speak Japanese. Yuli Nisa, Agios Vasiles, Yulo Bucky, Babo Natale, Pere Noel, Papa Noel, Noel Baba, Christkind, Grandfather Christmas, Father Christmas, Chris Kringle, Saint Nicholas, Saint Nick. Or like some of you may have figured out already, Santa Claus. I want to read a different type of Christmas story to you tonight, though. It tells the legend of Santa Claus, or as he was originally known, St. Nicholas, and what he was like when he was your age. The story comes from a book called The Legend of St. Nicholas, a story of Christmas giving. Would you guys like to hear it tonight? Yeah? Here we go. The legend of St. Nicholas. And you can follow along. Look at the pictures up there on the screen. Nick followed his dad through the snow-dusted parking lot. Not my idea of fun, he muttered. Hey, you're the one who waited until the last minute to buy Christmas gifts for your little brothers, dad reminded him. True, Nick admitted. Why was it so much easier to think about getting gifts rather than giving them? Nick spotted a skinny Santa ringing a bell and collecting for the poor. Dad handed Nick some money for Santa's kettle. Nick thought about adding something from his own wallet, but he was hoping to have enough left to get himself something. Once inside the crowded store, Nick smelled hot dogs and popcorn. Scratchy Christmas music played overhead. You get your gifts, and I'll see to this list your mother gave me. Dad called, disappearing into the sea of shoppers. Nick headed for the toy aisle, but a baseball glove caught his eye. And then a few minutes later, he heard a deep voice saying his name. The voice belonged to a store Santa. Santa used to go by the name Nick, or Saint Nicholas, he heard the Santa say to a group of children in the elf room. Nick remembered waiting for his parents in that room when he was a little kid. A long, long time ago, the store Santa continued, in a country far across the sea, a boy named Nicholas was born. Nick leaned against the doorway and listened. 
Nicholas's parents were very rich. They traveled all over the world with their son. When Nicholas was eight, they visited beautiful gardens in the Far East. Nicholas noticed children begging for food. When Nicholas turned 10, his parents took him to the West. Nicholas couldn't sleep at night because he kept thinking about the longing eyes of the children in the streets, children who had certainly never owned a toy. On his 12th birthday, Nicholas and his family journeyed to the north. Nicholas waved to the children playing in the snow. Why aren't they wearing coats and hats? He asked. His parents exchanged sad looks. They probably don't own coats and hats, Nicholas, his father said. A few years later, they visited the Holy Land where baby Jesus had been born that first Christmas. In this holy place, God gave us the greatest gift ever given, Nicholas's father remarked. Imagine how much God loves us to give us his only son. To honor and celebrate God's amazing gift, three wise kings brought gifts for the Christ child, Nicholas's mother said, as the church bells rang out. Not long after they returned home, Nicholas's parents died. Nicholas felt lost and alone. He had plenty of money, but no idea what to do with any of it. He looked to his friends for help. If I had that much money, said Joseph, I'd pay all of our bills because my father is out of work. I would buy my mother a warm coat, Thomas added. Phoebe gazed at the stars. My two sisters want to marry, but we don't have the money that's required from the bride's family. If I had the money, I would give it to my sisters for this dowry. She sighed. And if I had enough, I would do the same for myself. Nicholas knew that his friends would never get their wishes, unless. That night, Nicholas talked things over with God. Father, could this be the work that you have for me? As if in answer, the church bells rang. Nicholas remembered what his mother had said about the wise kings bringing gifts to baby Jesus. He thought of what his father said about Jesus being the greatest gift. What better time to give gifts than on Jesus' birthday? Nicholas could barely hold in his excitement. First, he tromped through the falling snow to Joseph's house. He opened a window and tossed in enough gold coins to allow them to buy their own home. Next, he woke the town tailor and bought his finest coat. Nicholas ran all the way to Thomas's house and stuffed the coat through the open shutters. Nicholas's last stop was Phoebe's house. He tied coins into three bags for three dowries and searched for an open window. Nicholas was about to give up when he looked to heaven and prayed for God's guidance. That's when he thought of the chimney. On Christmas Day, Nicholas's friends came running to his house. It's a miracle, Joseph exclaimed. God must have heard my prayers. We were given a gift as well, Thomas began. My mother hasn't taken off her new coat since she found it this morning. Phoebe's eyes sparkled like sunlight on snow. My sisters will marry next month. She smiled at Joseph. Now I too can marry. We don't know who else to thank, so we thank God. Overcome with joy, Nicholas understood his mission in life. This is how he would celebrate Christmas from now on. When the story ended, Nick shook himself. A part of him was back with Nicholas. He could imagine how good it must have felt to secretly give his friends what they had wanted most. Nick had almost forgotten why people gave presents at Christmas. He wanted to feel that same joy of giving. Nick, time to go, Dad walked up, his arms full of shopping bags. We can't go yet, Dad. 
Nick never imagined buying gifts could be so much fun. He found just the right toys for his brothers. Then he spent everything he had left on toys for the poor. I wish I had enough to fill the whole collection box, he told Dad. Nick felt sure he'd never look at Christmas the same way. He wanted to remember the gifts of St. Nicholas, the gifts of the wise kings, and most of all, God's gift of baby Jesus. Well, thank you, boys and girls, for letting me read this story to you, the story of St. Nicholas. You know what I loved most about this story? That the reason Nicholas gave presents to all his friends was because he remembered how much God loved us and sent his son Jesus to earth as a baby for us. That was truly the greatest gift we could ever receive. And I know sometimes it's hard to think about Jesus that way as a present, since he wasn't really a present that we got to open, which would be kind of silly if you think about it. Uh, But even though we didn't open this amazing gift like a wrapped bag or a box, we can still remember how great a gift he was each time we hear about him. Like when we hear about him in the Bible, we call it God's word. It says in Matthew 1, verses 21 through 23, Mary will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And while we remember his time as a baby during Christmas, that was just the beginning. Jesus grew up into a man, and he lived an absolutely perfect life. He never did anything wrong, not even once. Do you have any idea how hard that is? I'm sure you guys are like me, where sometimes you make mistakes and don't always do the right thing. As hard as I try, I just can't seem to do it. You see, we have to pay a price for all those times we messed up. And it doesn't matter how hard we could try, we would never be able to pay that big of a price. What's great, though, is that even though we mess up, which the Bible calls sin, Jesus never did. And because he never did, Jesus was able to pay the price for all of our sins when he died on the cross, like that one up on the wall behind me. All we have to do is ask and believe. You see, if we ask God to forgive us for all the times we did sin and help us not to want to sin anymore, then if we believe that Jesus is the actual son of God and ask him to be in charge of our lives and everything in it, he will forgive us for all of our sins and the price will be paid, all of it. Even though we're not perfect, he will look at us as if we are, as if we have done nothing wrong forever. Isn't that an amazing gift? So now can you see why St. Nicholas was so excited to give presents to all his friends? Because God gave us the most amazing present first. His son, Jesus Christ. So before I have you guys go back and sit down with your parents and families, I'd like to pray for all of us. Would you guys pray with me? Lord God, thank you so much for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, and that his life, death, and resurrection mean we can be seen as perfect in your eyes. God, I ask tomorrow, wherever we'll be celebrating Christmas, you would help us remember that while receiving gifts is a lot of fun, giving gifts to our friends and family on Jesus' birthday And seeing the joy it brings them like it did St. Nicholas's friends in the story we just read is so much more fun. After all, what better way to celebrate the day you gave us the greatest gift, your firstborn son, than by giving gifts to the people we love. We love you, Lord, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.